Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Welcome once again to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Cameron. We're back! back. (laughs) Howdy, (laughs) y'all. I've been kind of sick, everyone, so I apologize. So is Max a little bit. We got sick for a second, and we're well enough to podcast, which is, it's like, it's like riding a bike. We're doing it again. That's what that. That's how that goes, right? So, do you never forget how to podcast? Is that what the no, implication you is? No, you never forget how to podcast. Once a podcaster, you can take the uh, podcaster out of the uh, jungle. I don't. Know, I don't know where I'm going. Anyway, with that. anyway, welcome back, Cameron. <laughs> it's always good to be back. This is like a great episode to have you back for. Like, f- out of such insane serendipity that we encountered, you may have noticed a slightly different piece of music in the opening if I used a different piece of music. If not, we'll edit this part If not, out. don't worry about it. <laughs> so, Cam, you picked this episode for us kind of out of nowhere, and then it turned out to be really apropos. Yeah, okay, so I'll, I'll give you a spiel on this. So, I picked the episode, like like Pioneer Saloon, thinking, okay, I get to watch the boys be cowboys for a little bit. That sounds fun. Yeehaw. And then within like the first minute or so, I'm like, wait, I know what the exterior of this building looks like. I've seen this somewhere. We, we are in Good Springs, Nevada, which is where you, you open in Fallout New Vegas, which, which I've been playing for the past month. And you just, for the first time, right? Yeah, for the first time. Lis- listeners who are not video gamers... Uh, Fallout New Vegas. Like me. Like Cassie. Fallout New Vegas was a very popular uh, entry into the the post-apocalyptic Wasteland wasteland Fallout games. Uh, Came out in 2010, which would have been before this episode came out. Yep. We we looked it up. In fact, later in the episode, Zach quotes an EVP from like one of his buddies that directed him to Good Springs. And that EVP was dated in 2012. The actual episode, according to IMDb, came out in 2013. So. So this game had been out for three years. And Cameron showed us that the good the Pioneer Saloon actually has a box, a Fallout New Vegas <laughs> Xbox 360 box framed on the wall. And apparently you can ask for Nuka-Cola and they've got a little tiny snow globe of Good Springs with a vault boy inside it as well. So That's, like super cute. Honestly. But uh, at the time of this episode, the shooting of this episode, uh, apparently nobody knew about this. <laughs> Or at least they didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure one of the Ghost Adventures crew boys is a gamer. One of them is a gamer. Oh, yeah. I mean, Zach does give that aura of like just bathing himself in axe and being kind of like a gamer-esque sort of person, you know? I think think Aaron and Nick definitely. You know what I'm going to say? Jay is a gamer. Jay, yeah. Jay is a gamer. He looks like one. He has that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just stereotyping. I'm stereotyping really hard, but that's what we do on this show. But (laughs) but then again, like, that was such a popular game that I almost guarantee... Everyone played that game. Everyone played that game. Except Cassie. Except me. I I grew up poor. I didn't have video games, even if I wanted them. And me, up until now. Yeah. I'm going backwards through the franchise. (laughs) 
I like to watch people play video games. It's a fun one to watch. Yeah. It's a really silly video game. It's ridiculous. It's very, very silly. Max just finished Control. Oh my god, it's so good. Actually, you didn't finish it. Well, you know, I finished it. Yeah. There's gonna be stuff, though. Okay. There's gonna, there's always, that's video games now, is that you finish it and then there's stuff that they add on later that you have to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So it's uh it's the fucking Pioneer Saloon. It was built in 1913. It's been there for over a hundred years. They opened the episode with uh, images of a rattlesnake rattling Very its cute tail. Little guy. You see Zach riding in his like souped up Chevy or it's whatever, a car. whatever the heck it's it is. Very powerful, manly. He's in the driver's seat and he's you pulling the the the. Uh, manual shift gear thing whatever it's called yeah, that. you see a cowboy like bartending mm -hmm. at the saloon and you see bleeding walls like out of bullet <laughs> holes love yeah. the bleeding walls a lot of that in this episode it's definitely where the budget went yeah we get right to it like there's a little bit of narration cam you mentioned this is the season eight pre premiere right According, according to, to like, IMDb. Okay. According to IMDb, this is the premiere of season eight, which explains all of the like production values. First episode. Which were actually pretty crappy. Yeah. For better editing. Yeah. <laughs> Their step up was too bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It went from like unwatchable to pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, so the first person we meet is Noel. Noel is the owner of the Pioneer Saloon. And when he became, when he first bought the business, he was a skeptic. But now... He is not. And he says he could write a book this thick. And Cassie just it, held her fingers about like three inches apart. Yeah, three inches. Yeah, two to three inches. Yeah. So that's a book that Noel could write about his experiences here. It's a multi-volume novel, that's not a pretty, just a book. Yeah, that's a large that's a large tome. His first experience was hearing a woman's cry. For some reason, he, as he's telling the story, he jumps to the conclusion that someone is trying to die by suicide in the bathroom. I don't know why he jumped to this conclusion. It's kind of strange. I think it was because it was closing and he's like, well, why would anybody else be in the bathroom this late after the bars closed? This is a and town that's so small that the bar is closed at midnight. Like it's midnight and the bar is now closed and has been closed for a while. Right. And that's abnormal for Nevada. Like my... My boss, yeah. my boss is from Nevada. Yeah. Like he just, every time we go out somewhere, he talks about like how wild it is to him that bars close at like two or 3 a.m. Cause he's like, yeah, in Nevada, it's like open so much later. Yeah. So this is abnormal for Nevada. Okay. I think maybe, like I thought about it too. I was like, geez, he's really jumping to conclusions. But if you think about it, if he was hearing like really loud crying and then all of a sudden silence. Okay. So it might not be that she just stopped crying. It could just be that the... The, the paranormal action just completely vanished. And that might sound like... The eerie silence got to him. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that makes a lot more sense. He has also seen what he describes as lingering cigarette smoke in the back room. <laughs> and we got these amazing images. They were really good. He was also describing like some sort of uh, haunted slot machine or something like at the very now beginning. I missed that. What? Like it was right before he was describing the uh, situation in the bathroom. He was describing oh. how like the slots play themselves or something oh, like that. He was, he was coming in that night to fix a slot machine that okay, had that's apparently what it was. broken. Yeah, I don't know if it was supposed to be paranormal. We don't know whether ghosts broke the machine or not. Maybe they it's, really need that money. <laughs> the ghosts are like really, unfortunately, the ghosts For that. Escape. Struggling with a gambling addiction, um, the spirits. <laughs> so the cigarette smoke apparently like started to come from a corner of a room 
to wrapping around him and the images that we get look like they're security camera images like are high up in the corner and there's like a spotlight on him and he's got his arms wide open and there's these like really poorly done uh, graphics of like mist like <laughs> different shots of it, it like going around him it, it almost looks like there's like a just full body halo enveloping yeah. this guy can I say yeah. the position that he is in reminded me we watched Adam's Family Values a couple of weeks ago the position he was in reminded me of the scene where Fester's uh, wife is leaving him and he's doing he does like a little happy dance for some reason uh-huh. where he like sticks his arms oh, out yeah. and runs in a little circle <laughs> it just really brought that memory back very clearly yeah. for me. I, I also want to point out that this lingering cigarette sm- smoke is in what they describe the memorial room oh. now oh yeah shit. now um, Max you'll know this yeah, and yeah. anyone who's played New Vegas knows this but like the way whenever you first walk into that saloon uh-huh. it's there's a wall like right in front of you yeah, and it yeah. branches and there's two rooms to the left is the bar this is the bar and then to the right in the video game it's like a pool hall yes but here it's the memorial room and it's just extra seating and it's pictures all over the wall and what seemingly looks like a memorial to Clark Gable and what was the actress's name? Uh, her name was Carol... Car- Carol Lumber- Lombard. Lombard. Carol yes. Lombard. Birth name, uh, Jane Alice Cooper or something like that. Not Jane Cooper. Probably Alice not Cooper. Jane Alice Peters. Peters. Jane Alice Peters, who was assigned the name Carol Lombard by the film by, studio, Yeah, apparently. by some producer. Lombard. Are you sure it wasn't Lombard? I thought it was written somewhere on this. I, I, thought I, I wrote Lumberg. I think it's Lumberg. Okay. But regardless, there is a memorial to them here. Uh, yeah. They were a famous Hollywood power couple before we had that terminology, uh, and unfortunately she died. In a plane crash. In a plane crash. That's nearby, and we will get to that. That is relevant. It is addressed it is. in this episode. <laughs> but yeah, the cigarette smoke was in the memorial room, and yes. they also talk about, like, what what is the term that Zach uses? Because there's, like, a table in that room as well. The table he... is the reason all of this energy is here, because the table is a 100-year-old table from the original opening right. of the bar. and what does he call it, like an anchor or trigger object? Yes, that's it. that's a hundred-year-old trigger object right there. And it is an old-looking table. It's pretty cool. Like this, you know, this is a pretty cool spot. It I is. wouldn't mind taking this, visiting it as like a tourist. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. And like also the fact that they have like this whole memorial room. Yeah, like that's awesome. It's, it's like essentially half the bar. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's, it's kind of cool. And it kind of sets the mood in a sense, you know, like it's almost that predisposition. Like, yeah, here's this entire half of the bar that's just covered in pictures, mm-hmm. like detailing the history of this place, which is a pretty rich history from yeah. what we've seen from the episode. I mean, it's been open for a hundred years. Yeah. And that makes it one of the older buildings from that part of the country. We do meet uh, Noel's son. Tom. Tom, who is the bartender. Hopefully he enjoys working with his father. Um, (laughs) And he is more on the I want to stay skeptical side of things. Yeah, he doesn't want to interact with ghosts. His father explains it as like... Zach speaks to his father and is like, what's the deal with him? And his father's just like... What's wrong with your kid, Noel? (laughs) And he's like, he's like, well, he's kind of a normal guy. He likes to keep things organized. <laughs> he's frightened by the spirits. And then at this point, Nick jumps on and he's like, I like this dude. I agree yeah, with he's him. Like, oh, no, I, I understand. Because sometimes, you know, you come in every day to work. You don't want to deal with that. Which is funny because it's like they're talking to the father who does that all the time. <laughs> and also like you're a professional ghost hunter. <laughs> that is yeah. work for you, yeah. my friend. Uh, I liked these two dudes. I think that they... 
weirdly, I felt like they were the most eloquent people I've ever seen on Ghost Adventures. <laughs> yeah. Like they were the most, they were the most put together and the, like the were, way that they spoke was clear and I understood everything that they said. They were very know. grounded. Yes, they're very is, grounded yeah, people. Un, which is kind of weird for this sort of show. I mean, granted, I've only seen three so far, but... But these two were not coots. These yeah. were not future coots in the making. Yeah. These were like They, they just seem like normal guys, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> just like guys I, being guys. Yeah, like, just guys being guys. I feel like I'd want to <laughs> hang out with the son at the very least. Hopefully. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm, I mean, he's also a bartender, so I'm sure he's a people person. Oh, and like, yeah. I'm sure he has some good stories. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, uh, lest we forget to mention it, they're both wearing cowboy hats for the entire episode. Yeah. 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 These, I just want to just get the cowboy hat count going, you know. We hear about Paul Kowalski, who was a gamer a long, long time ago. <laughs> And <laughs> Back when being a gamer meant you played poker and card games. An old-time gamer. A classic gamer. And um, even worse, he was a cheater. Uh-oh, he was he a was cheater, cheating. and because he cheated in a game of poker or some sort of card game. He got moited. He got moited <laughs> with two shots, I guess, to the chest. Three. Three. Three, okay. And we got this amazing bullet cam where like you see the guy pull the gun out and you see him fire it and you're like now you are the bullet and you see Tom and it's a or Paul rather and it's approaching his chest and then you pierce his chest and you see his insides and then you come out the other end yeah, and you, hit you the see wall. like his beating and, heart and, and, and then like you see the wall bleeding <laughs> after like the, you as the bullet like go through this like CGI human body yeah like and then there's like all this blood that just starts appearing on the floor yes. and like it's definitely where the budget went in this season now hold on a second I have a feeling that that was actually like real prop blood. Like that was that was not like Jello. No, that was actual fake blood. Well, oh no, I mean like this was not CGI blood. Right. Right. And the effects were a little CGI though. Like they did some kind of reversing trick uh-huh. where they would like the pool of blood seemed to appear out of nowhere. Uh-huh. But I'm guessing that's mm-hmm. probably because they were like draining it and then they just reversed that footage. So my thought was, this is on the original. Like this is on the wood flooring. And they're also putting this fake blood on the actual bullet holes in the wall. This is yet another example of the Ghost Adventures crew basically vandalizing a historic property. (laughs) Not as bad as what happens later. See, that's why I thought it was CGI, because then you're not defacing property that way. It looked real to me. It did look real. It looked like it was part of the environment. Well, you're the theater person, so I'll <laughs> defer to your judgment. Like, in the moment, I was like, is that real? Because that would be damaging the wood, and it looked real. There's a moment where Zach says that these bullet holes are open wounds, <laughs> and that they are also portals. Portals to the outside. And the they're outside. literal bullet holes in the wall left over from that murder. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, I really wish they would have caught, like, a, a, a snip. Of, of footage of Zach just like getting really close to the bullet holes, eye, eye to eye, bullet hole to bullet hole, <clears throat> eye to bullet hole. <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying to look and find a ghost. Uh, did y'all notice the like little montage that they showed there? Just had a bug in it for some reason. There's just footage of a bug <laughs> of a large beetle. Yeah, yeah, just because like. They've had like scorpions and rattlesnakes and, you know, typical sort of like wildlife you'd expect to find in the Mojave and then just beetle beetle for no reason. Big beetle. 
creepy. We also hear about another person who died by a bullet, but they didn't really go too much into this person. This is like the only time it's mentioned. Yeah, yeah they give you his name, and that's C. P. basically C.P. Harrison, it. the end. That's it, C.P. Harrison shot here. It almost seems like they're grasping at straws, hmm. you know? Hmm. like <laughs> On Ghost Adventures? <laughs> yeah, like, imagine that. But no, they mention, like, C.P. Harrison is like, oh yeah, we're looking for, like, possible murders, and then just... I'm saying this because of some of the conclusions Zach jumps to later. Okay. Because they're kind of oh, yeah, they out there. So they end up talking to Robert Allen, who's been on the show before, apparently. I assume so. They they seem to have history with this guy. I don't remember. And Me they didn't neither. really give us any background. We're nope. just supposed it, to know who he is. They said they met at like some kind of a ghost convention God. meetup or something God, like that. to be a fly on the wall. Uh, oh my god, I would love to go to a ghost hunting convention. Maybe you should do that instead of PodCon next we year. We should go to a ghost... There's probably not going to be a PodCon next year, unfortunately. Oh no. We should go to a ghost hunting convention, we though. <laughs> we gotta find out if there's one in Idaho or Washington. We need to disguise ourselves, though. We can't be yeah. the Insanely Haunted podcast. <laughs> okay. We have to pretend to be a different podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, also, like, you're podcasters, right? So no one really knows what you look like. Exactly. Or what our show is. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard of it because there's a million podcasts. And also, if you're going to a ghost hunter convention, I would imagine that you're like kind of serious about it and you're not listening to a podcast that spoofs any sort of ghost hunting. Yeah. No, no, no. We're very serious. We really, truly believe in ghosts. I love ghosts and hunting for them. Uh, So Robert is the guy who comes up with a theory, the insanely convoluted theory, that the crying lady from the bathroom is the actor who we mentioned earlier, Carol Mm -hmm. Lombard, uh, nay, uh, Jane, Jane Peters. Jane Alice. Jane Alice Peters. Jane Alice Peters. And what was the connection that he was drawing to bring her there? So, all right. So Carol Lombard, her stage name, born Jane Alice Peters, was the wife of a very famous silver screen star, Clark Gable. Hell yeah. She was evidently 33 years old, and she was evidently doing something in Las Vegas. She was doing a a fundraiser for the war effort. Yes, that's right, because they mentioned like... uh, She sold $2 million in in bonds back in like the 20s, which is... Well, I I thought they said World War II, maybe? Must have been the 30s. Still, 40s. 40s? A shitload of money. It, it could be Stop late thirties. It. it could still be late thirties. I went to public school. Okay, I don't know when. when did I think we all did. Uh, depends on where you are, because yeah, you're depends in Europe, on where you it are. started in the thirties. If you're in the okay. United States, well, we didn't get involved. When did the United States enter the war? Forty-two. Forty-two. Okay. With Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Okay. And that's like officially up until then we were like supposedly neutral, we but like, there was like. Know capitalist dealings with both sides of the war and it was like a whole thing and turning and then, away jewish refugees yeah and then we finally were like with pearl harbor it's like nope we're gonna get involved and we're gonna take a stand against this so uh-huh. yeah it, it it really could be late 30s early 40s depending on whether or not we were formally involved with it okay. any hoozle so she is <laughs> she gets on a plane gets on a plane at i'm guessing the mccarran airport probably and in las vegas in las vegas and is looking to fly back to la but however tragedy strikes and this flight crashes on mount Potoski? Is that, am I saying that right? Yes, you might be, but the graphic they give us here is absolutely incredible. Oh, it is something. It's priceless. Like 2002 flash animation level. You see the, the, the really poorly done CGI plane flying through the sky, approaching the mountain. Then you see the screen go black because they didn't want to animate the actual impact. And then you see the explosion of it. It's so fake. And it is like they photoshopped 
video of a, a little explosion of fire onto this like video of the mountain poorly very poorly and it doesn't like change the lighting it doesn't do anything uh-huh. like it's just literally they cut and pasted an explosion and put it on the mountain yeah. and then blew it up to make it bigger to make it look like it's happening <laughs> so yeah. it's all the resolution is all out of whack the plane looks different from the mountain looks different from the explosion it's it's very haphazard i'm glad they tried it's kind of cute it's where the budget went so apparently this means that carol lombard's ghost is in the but why? But why? Right. So, Apparently well, because the fucking saloon became like the base camp or whatever. Yeah. So they said that like Clark Gable camped out there for a while for some reason at the Good Springs Saloon waiting for Carol Lumberg, his wife, to return, which doesn't really, really make sad. any sense. It's very sad, though. It doesn't well, really, later you know. on in the episode, as they're exploring the crash site, which is something that happens later on, what they what uh, Tom says is that they brought the survivors back to the saloon, and that was their like outpost because it was the closest civilization. There weren't any towns or anything nearby. There was just the saloon, so they brought all the the dead bodies and the survivors back there. So right, maybe he yeah. was waiting to see if they found her alive or something. <clears throat> so. During this speculation that it is Carol Lumberg, Roger, Robert, what's his, what's his name? Robert. Uh, Robert says that he and a couple of his buddies camped out at the Good Spring Saloon and they did like a little digital recording session and they oh, were yes. asking the spirit in the bathroom, like, what is your name? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. apparently the spirit responded to Jane Alice Peters and they have a little date time pop up on the screen when they get this because they actually play the footage. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, this happened at some point in 2012, which is it's how we know that's which the is past. how we know when this episode was recorded. Post yes. Fallout. Post yeah. Fallout New Vegas. Post New Vegas. So I'm kind of really wondering if if we if an eagle eyed listener were to scrub through this episode, if they could find the box on the wall somewhere. I was looking, but I was also writing down a bunch of notes. So <laughs> don't take my word for it. Also, at this oh, point, yeah. after <laughs> Christ, after we hear this like connection of so about uh, Jane to the saloon and the origin of the memorial room, yeah. yeah, Zach makes up this crazy story of an alternative. Yeah, he's like, uh, I hear you, situation. but what if? But what if? And yeah, so he... at first you're like, good job, Zach. Good, you're not just falling for whatever. But but then the he's like, buck wild. <laughs> then he's like, bathrooms are portals to the unknown now. So obviously. Obviously, there was big murders. He was like, well, obviously, there were lots of prostitutes here. Of course, he uses the word prostitutes. Like, post his episode at the actual... Yeah, he went to the Mustang Ranch a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, what the fuck? You expect Zach Bagans to learn from his mistakes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... uh, uh. So he's like, well, what if there was a prostitute who, like, she she was with a client, and he didn't pay, and so So he he killed killed her. her, and then he carried her body through the saloon and it's like a video of a guy literally carrying a woman on his shoulders through a crowd of people and they're all like just drinking my whiskey (laughs) and then nothing to see here same shit as always and then he dumped her body in the wild or a mine i don't remember i think he said just somewhere in the nevada desert okay yeah but it's like he just whipped this out of his asshole you know there's times when you just gotta murder someone and drop them in a shallow grave outside good springs yeah Oh, shit, that's her origin story. That's what Zach didn't know, is that this lady went on to uh, revolutionize the this, uh, political and economic landscape of this area. This lady's our courier. She's the courier. Carrying a message from beyond the grave. Ooh. So, yeah, Zach then is like, we got to solve this mystery. And it's like, what mystery, you dude? You created this. this you fabricated you this. 
Uh, there's a moment where he is going through the story where he, you can see that he's talking through it with Nick. And <laughs> the expression on Nick's face is great because he's like perfect poker face. Like, don't react. Yes. Don't yes. react. It don't was react, so funny. This is really <laughs> stupid. Don't react. He doesn't react the entire time. Yeah. You just He doesn't his... even go, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is a shame because they don't play poker with Nick in this episode. <laughs> nope. Hey, but you know what they do do? They ride some ATVs. They go four-wheeling, the, these boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, this is, like, the most, like, they're trying to look the most badass possible. Oh, yeah, they so got badass. this army of, like, ATVs in, like, a V formation. Yeah. And all the people in passenger seat are, like, fist bumping out, like, the side of the window. <laughs> and it, it was... They're wearing masks. They yeah. have, like, bandanas on. Well, not Zach, which I was, like... WTF. Like. Zach's got the sun's out, guns out. He's wearing a sleeveless shirt. You can see his tattoo. He's got those respiratory issues, though, and there's a lot of dust in Nevada. It's a desert, in fact. I've actually been, like, on an ATV. Was it an ATV? It was, like, a Jeep tour in Phoenix. And, yeah, it's dusty. Nice. It's super dusty. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing, sl- he's wearing, like, I don't want to call it a wife beater. It's, it's a tank like, top. It's a tank top. Black. Black. Black tank top, of course. Camo. Bat, like cargo pants. Why? Okay, I know. I used to do this, but you know, when you're really into wearing black and you think it's all right to wear it in the outdoors, well, that's not. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, this. he, everybody around him, all of the people that lived there were in like full sleeves, UV protection, light colors. And meanwhile, Zach's turning this horrible shade of red over the course of this. Like, I could see him getting sunburned. Like I know Zach Bacon doesn't wear sunscreen. You are yeah, no. He wants to be tan. Yeah. But he fails because he burns because he's very probably of Scottish descent. <laughs> like yeah. me. Yeah. Except I'm Irish descent. But <laughs> if you wear black in Nevada, you are going to get very hot. Very fast. Temperature wise. And I think this is just common knowledge that if you wear black when it's really hot outside, you get hot. It's because it absorbs heat. And then also if you're outside and it's nighttime you could get hit by a car because nobody <laughs> will see you because you blend in. <laughs> and there's no street lights or anything because it's the desert. Because right. it's the desert, there's nothing there. <laughs> so it's just bad idea. Anyway. Well, there were, there were a lot of bad ideas in this episode, oh but let's God. not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so they're going four-wheeling up to the mountain that's the nearby. Mount Potosi. Mount Potosi. And they go to the Bell Mine. Oh, God. So, yes, they go to the mountain. They split up up here. Yeah. Nick and Tom go to mountaineer their way to the crash site, whereas Zach and Aaron go to the mine, which has been closed off for a very, very, very long time. Along the way, they do stop by some petroglyphs, which is pretty cool. That's neat, yeah. They get their hands all over them. Probably not great for the actual carvings. Yeah. And the preservation and whatnot. And they were talking about how this is like the very first time that they've been looking at like a point of impact of like an airplane crash. And they make a big deal about it. Yeah. And also Nick essentially boulders his way down there without any kind of safety mechanism. Like you literally see him sliding on rocks all the way down the surface. It looked painful and difficult and uh, not very much fun. No. And then Zach and Aaron, they end up speaking with a woman who talks about, at the mine, who talks about how she's heard noises down there that don't sound natural. Uh, Very cool footage of a guy who is like a miner and he's like hitting the thing and then he turns around and they've distorted his bodily proportions (laughs) so that it looks like that meme of Keanu Reeves standing next to the very tiny Keanu Reeves. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Also does don't they like do a weird thing of him yelling yeah, with his he, mouth very large? He goes, yeah. Ah. Kind of like the, the grudge kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
something like that. It was very strange. Because they're talking about how unnatural the noises that they hear are. Yeah. And, oh, and there's a guy. There's a guy with them who's. There's a historian. Yeah, the historian. Um, his, his name's Tim France. Evidently, he was. What did they describe it? They said he was like. Was it an ex-miner, or they said he was part of a historical society? That makes sense to me. And they, he had something to do with mining, though, because he was actually commenting later in the episode about the safety of the mine shafts. Yes, and he, ex- he says to them explicitly and expressly, do not go down these shafts. There's ladders. Don't trust them. They're extremely unstable. You will probably die if you do it. Right. And he does say, like, I would not trust my life with the state of these ladders or like anything, really. No. And then he just kind of casually points out some dynamite that's been chilling down there th- since the 60s, yeah. you know, as you do. Why did he take them here? Uh, well, I mean, you ask yourself that of a lot of these people that are asked to, like, guide the boys throughout the, their various ghost adventures. Yeah. And then they show them things that are dangerous and not realize they take it as a challenge. Yeah, Yeah, they don't, like, do any research ahead of time, like, into safety. Never safety. I mean, only sometimes do they do research on generally... Uh, on anything really but never ever safety so the the only safety that ever happens is like zach bagans and his lungs whenever he looks at somewhere that might potentially be dust dusty and be like yeah i should wear a respirator for this like they should have done in nevada because it's dusty everywhere (laughs) anyway so nick goes to the crash site and it's really sad like they they find a lot of like uh pieces of the wreckage yeah and then we go back to... Well, they had a really good quote at the crash site talking about how uh, the pieces of airplane have traces of energy from humans on the plane. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That, that, was, a, that was a pretty good quote. Nick but, gets yeah. very poetic about it. Nick is like, oh, yeah. moved by being Nick here. is always poetic. <laughs> Feels fresh. <laughs> um, and then... They go back to the bar. They go back to the bar, <laughs> and the saloon owner says that there's a secret abandoned mine shaft below the saloon put a pin in that <laughs> that no and he says nobody ever goes there he's yeah. never explored it nobody ever goes in and nobody, nobody ever, ever comes, comes out, out. <laughs> <laughs> uh and that's uh, basically it well zach at that point upon being shown this like secret mine shaft which honestly looked more like just a crawl space yeah yeah. Like, Zach is like, oh, no, people totally died in there. This is more mystery we have to solve. We got to yeah. figure out who died here. Yeah. So then we enter the lockdown. It's lockdown time. We're back. They've split up. It's, it's a split lockdown. Nick and Billy at the mineshaft and Zach and Aaron at the saloon to play poker with and, their stupid hats. And some guy named Jay monitoring the nerve center. Yeah, Jay is like yes. Billy's friend who, I guess Billy got him a job with the Ghost Adventures he crew. He has more and more of a role to play as seasons go on. Current Ghost Adventures crew team is Zach, Aaron, Billy, Jay. That's the like main four now. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they're uh, investigating the bar, but before they can start investigating, they capture a linear anomaly. On and camera. it was burned into our fucking brains because they showed the footage maybe 12 times. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Just repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. And it's a bug. Yeah. It's, it's a bug. And they even show the footage of a bug to say this is what a bug looks like. And the, the <laughs> linear anomaly is a bigger and clearer bug. And Zach says, this has been debunked as not being a bug. <laughs> so I noticed that uh, Aaron was wearing an actual cowboy hat. And Zach, Zach was some... wearing his stupid bowler hat. It sucks. He, it's bad but, to look at. But you he hate was to like see it. wearing like a cowboy-esque sort of like black, like 
button down, though. I don't know what that man thought he was doing. I have no idea what he thought he was doing here. I, I don't think he knows what he's doing at any point either. No, never. But yeah, they were like, we obviously got to draw out the ghosts left in this saloon sure. by dressing kind of like what we think a cowboy <laughs> might be. Yeah. Aaron invites the ghosts to play with them. And they get and there's this really loud cricket in the scene, which is so funny for the first part of the scene. And it pisses Zach off really badly that he's like this fucking cricket. And he walks off <laughs> to go find it. And, and then they go to like the bar, right? Yeah, yeah. They're and then, looking for it at the bar. And then that's when their uh, REM pod starts going <gasps> on. <laughs> and so Zach, Zach drops a lot of F-bombs in this episode. Did you all notice this? No. He's just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Holy fuck, Aaron, look at that fucking thing. <laughs> I would love to get a hold of an unedited, like, not-for-TV one mm -hmm. of this show. I just think it'd be funny. Also, to, so we can finally hear what those ghosts are fucking <laughs> saying when they bleep out the words. So, yeah, the REM pod goes off. Zach and Aaron are pretty excited about that. We cut to the to the mine for about 15 seconds, just so you can see that Nick and Billy are there. And then it's back to the yep. saloon. Well, they list all the various metals that they were mining yes. at this place at that point. Oh, I missed that. What was it? Um, iron, lead, zinc, and gold. Okay. He said possibly gold. So maybe gold. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I mean, the gold rush is what drew people out west, right? I guess that's true. Yeah. Supposedly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. So the spirit box comes out. And they say they want to get more personal with mm, Paul. Yeah, get personal with Paul. So Zach pulls out oh, yes. the Justice of the Peace, which is like essentially the coroner's report that is written up whenever Paul was shot in this cheating at a poker game. So Zach just reads this very dry account of Paul's death. What about right. C.P. Harrison? Nothing. <laughs> who? Like C.P. who? Grasping at straws here. We gotta, we gotta list all the possible people that died ever because they all might possibly be <laughs> our ghosts. <laughs> so this lady died 20 miles away. Still possible. Totally our ghost. That's how ghost adventures work. Yes. Anything that could be is... So they place whiskey and cigars, cigars and some cards on the table to act as trigger objects. And then on the screen, you see like a little photoshopped arrow and like the label like this is whiskey. where he died. And uh, the SP7 spirit box does have a response when Zach asks what he has in his hand. The response comes several minutes later to a different question that Aaron asks. Right. And nobody's nobody sees any issues with this. And basically the voice says, whiskey. And like the signal to noise is just so bad in this. Yeah. Like it, it sounds like you're standing next to a waterfall almost. And, the, and then they're oh, like, yeah. oh, fuck, the batteries have been drained. Which is very suspect. I always find it suspect when they say the batteries have drained because it's like you didn't show us that the batteries weren't drained. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have just put bad batteries in this thing. And then Zach is like, OK, so you're all charged up now. Paul, can you move stuff for us? Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when the batteries just die. Yeah. Uh, he's shouting at Paul to make something new move. In fact, he's like he gets really riled up by this. More F-bombs. Yep. And then we got to go back to the mine, which we <sighs> cut to the scene with a zoom in on 
on the sign of how unsafe the mine is. Yes, and a narrator... And Nick's saying, this is really sa- unsafe, man. And narrator Zach says, don't do this. <laughs> like, you know it's bad when Zach is being the voice of reason yeah, here. Yeah. Um, they're, they're in this fucking mine. It's very dangerous and bad. Uh, they've come across a bridge made of two wooden planks. They and, cross it. And they go chasing after some animal because they think they see, like, little, like, eyes in the distance beyond what they describe as, like, a tumbleweed-looking thing. And then they list out all of the predators that you can find in the Nevada desert. Yes. Among things like, what they say? Mountain lions, rattlesnakes, and I think they listed scorpions. scorpions. They did list scorpions, yes. And... <laughs> Why would you list that if you're looking for, like, an animal that you just saw two eyes of? And, the, like, the scales on those things are completely different. Yeah. Like, a scorpion's, like, a small little, like, scorpion, it's, it's small. a small little scorpion thing. And then rattlesnakes are, like, slightly bigger. We have those around here, you know. They and mountain lions are people-sized. And then mountain lions are people-sized. They also could have listed, like, the animals that are not predators that they could have found in there, like a, a jackrabbit or something like that. But but we are tough, manly yes. men, and we got to be in the face of danger here. Yes, yes. And they probably just saw the eyeballs of a bat really close close to them rather than a bigger critter farther away from them and they just couldn't tell the difference because they're in a cave and they do get spooked by bats before you ask <laughs> they do it's yeah. great they they're do. very cute little bats yeah hopefully um there's no white nose syndrome happening there because they're probably tracking shit in from other places oh, shit. Didn't yeah even think of that yeah by the way folks uh if you ever visit a place where there are bats you might want to be cautious of white nose syndrome, which is a fungus that kills bats. And if you have walked in a place where that is a problem, you're not supposed to use those same shoes in other places where you might encounter other bats because it could spread to them. Uh, so Billy decides he's just going to pop down that ladder there. He's the just gonna- ladder that... <laughs> That our friend earlier is like, I would not trust that ladder with my life. Billy says, who cares? So was there no communication between Aaron and Zach and Nick and and Jay? Wait, is it Jay or Billy? It's Billy. Billy. About the dangers of this cave before you go. I don't don't know. Like, oh, by the way, this guy said don't go down the ladders because he wouldn't trust his life with them. Yeah. Like, how would you not? That's just like the dumbest thing. They go down. It's the dumbest thing. They do this really <laughs> stupid thing, and they go down this ladder. And they talk about how unsafe it is. They talk about how unsafe it is, how bad it is, how... Don't uh, try this at home. Don't we try are, this at home. We are professionals, it's and it's like, like... It's almost like Zach purposely didn't say anything to them in hopes that they would actually go down those 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 ladders and get something good. I'm leading. I'm I'm hypothesizing, and I'm creating an elaborate story. But I feel like it's so based is, on. But, but so is Zach with this is. whole prostitute murder story. That's what this fucking show is nothing but that. Well, and I'm just thinking about his like actual personality. Uh, back at the saloon, Noel is called in to help, and the SP7 comes out, and so now the mythology gets very strained. Well, at this point, like, when they introduce Noel to the investigation, Zach starts yelling out, like, do you know who this is? Like, we brought somebody you know. Tell us who this is. And <laughs> This guy, you know. And then, like, I have written in my notes just static. Nothing. Nothing. Does not recognize. The SP7 does self-identify as Ruby. Which I heard is, oh, <laughs> and Zach asks Ruby, uh, Noel asks Ruby if she knows she's dead. And the spirit voice that comes back is like, yeah. Which and I heard. Zach goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how he does in that like really surprised, excited voice. So he continues pursuing this murder mystery 
uh, with regards to the bathroom. The narrative gets really twisted. Now Paul is involved somehow in this murder. He asks um, how many spirits there are, which evidently the thing says two. I heard ten, but it could really be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they ask, like, obviously, since there's two spirits, do they think that Paul killed Ruby? And and they hear, oh, like that. <laughs> and then Noel just says, that's just insane. That's just insane, folks. Not insanely haunted, just insane. So, OK, my, the question going through my mind while I was hearing this is later somebody does some sort of research and says that Ruby was the name of somebody who did yes. live in Good Springs. There was a Ruby who lived in there. 1940, I believe, is the date they got on that. And I didn't get the chance to look it up, but when was the, like, date of Paul's death as compared to, like, Ruby? Oh, interesting question. Right? I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, I don't think they ever say at what point Paul died. It seems like one of those stories that's, like, hard to prove. No, no, they had the fucking they coroner's had, report. Yeah, no, they had the justice of the peace. Shit. Well, I don't remember at all. Do you remember? No. Okay. Well... Might be a question for Dr. Google later. Might be a question I'm, for I'm wondering that. Because it's like, did the ghost kill a live human or... With a gun. A ghost shot a person at the Pioneer Saloon. Back in the mine, it's getting even more dangerous. Nick and Billy are really descending even further. They descend 300 feet in this episode, they, they say. They just talk about like, oh yeah, just another day in the life of a miner. And I'm over here like watching like, you're not even wearing a hard hat, guys. Yeah. No, they have uh, 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 headlamps and that's the most equipment they have. Now, something weird happens here, which is that Nick hears this like high-pitched beeping noise. It, and I hear it too. I could yeah, too. Yeah, I could too. It's like, okay. And that's you, strange to me. Do you, I don't remember, do you remember when like those mosquito ringtones were a thing like a decade or so ago? Ew, that sounds like, awful. Oh, you, you don't remember hearing that. So it's like a really high pitched like whine. Oh. And evidently like people who are really young could hear it. But like as you get older, your hearing changes and mm. you can't really hear high frequencies I anymore. I feel like that would upset a lot of babies. But evidently, like that was a that was a fad, like almost a decade ago. Okay. And it, it reminded me a bit of that. Like Maybe it was a pretty high pitched noise. Like it almost sounded electrical to some degree. It, it, it was definitely electrical. Like it, it almost sounded like a high pitched like whir of a fluorescent light or something mm, like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like they described it as like being rusty pulleys, but like that frequency isn't right. No, not at all. But how would there be any electrical equipment down there that was actually working or any signal down there? Maybe their headlamps. Maybe it's that, that's it's a why stretch, this, but that's why this is weird. Yeah. yeah, it's super weird. There's a couple of weird things or, that happen in the or it could even it could even be like their cameras or something like that. That's true. Yeah, because Nick did leave his camera behind <clears> at that point. They only took one camera down with them, so maybe the other camera's back there somewhere chilling out. But not chilling out. But not chill. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we can't ignore that they took down electrical equipment with them, with the cameras and the microphones. True. Yeah. Nick hears pounding on the walls. Oh, yeah, that's right. He hears someone, like, pounding on the wall of the, the mine shaft, like, mm -hmm. with yep. his fist. And then they start describing how, like, that's what the lady from earlier said that she heard. Mm. They're like, oh, yeah, it's totally it, totally it. Mm -hmm. And this is different than the high-pitched, like, sound they heard earlier. It was, like, just a pounding on the walls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, now we go back to the saloon. And so there, Zach is trying to figure out, Zach has zeroed in on this theory he has that people are just murdering each other and tossing them down into the mine shaft. <laughs> 
Which so, isn't even a mine shaft. It's a it's crawl space. It's definitely just a fucking crawl space because we do see under it. It is not a mine shaft. It's about a foot and a half deep under the ground. And like at this point, Zach is telling Noel like, hey, do you ever just open it to let all the energy out into the saloon? And Noel's like, no, dude, like that, that's <laughs> creepy. Why would I do that? So, so he asks the spirit box how uh, many bodies got thrown in the mine. And he hears nine. I heard none. <laughs> I, I heard the ghost say none. That it doesn't did happen. Sa- it did sound more like none than nine. Yeah. So they they go in there. Oh, well, but they try no. To, but <laughs> well, Zach was like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of want to go down here. But no, this is like scary. There's black widows. Aaron, go down here for me. And Aaron stands up for himself and says, no, Zach, you go down there. Yeah. And then Zach is like, there's too many spiders. So I didn't go down there. <laughs> and they just like place a ca- camera and like a microphone and get nothing they for get, 90 minutes. Yeah, nothing. No evidence whatsoever. Zach chickens out so completely. It's really funny to watch the, the, you can see him pivot from it's, I'm going to go down there. He's, Oh, a little scary. Aaron, go down there. Aaron stands up for himself for half a second, and Zach is like, "Okay, I, I, okay, I don't, I don't want." <laughs> yeah, like Zach's fully suited up with his respirator and everything already, and yeah. all I can say is, "Good job, Aaron." Good job, Aaron. I'm glad Aaron Keep stuck it up, up for himself. Stand up for yourself. And then at this point, they get like another like another bug. Yeah, another bug. <laughs> I I wrote down as like a feather. It's probably dust, and apparently it floats into the women's mm. room. So you know that's how you know because mm-hmm. it's that's where the ghosts go. Because bathrooms are portals now. Apparently, bathrooms are ghost portals. Don't go to the bathroom at night because it's a ghost portal. Uh, he asks for more. Oh shit! Okay, this is where we go back to the mine, right? Yep. Nick and Billy are like at the deepest part of the mine. There's tunnels going in either direction, and they hear what sounds like a human voice. And when it yeah. is replayed, it sounds like a human voice. It really does. It's creepy. Yeah. It creeped me out. There's always at least one thing in an episode of Ghost Adventures that makes that creeps me out in like a good episode. And you can't really explain it. I cannot explain yet. this. This was super creepy. It sounded like it sounded not just like a voice, but it sounded like words. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could understand. Like they weren't intelligible at all, mm-hmm. but there were like English phonemes in there. Yeah. It was cool. It yeah. was really neat. And I'm curious. I'm, I, I have no idea what could could possibly be making that. Yeah. I mean, they were also, what, 300 feet underground at this point. So there's echoes and... I guess it's it's, true. I mean, it's really hard to say. It is hard to say. But it's a mystery. And they didn't go into it. So, which is funny because they always talk about themselves like they're fucking mystery solvers. But then when they discover something genuinely mysterious, they never actually poke at it Mm -hmm. they never try to solve these it's almost like they come in with this preconceived notion (laughs) of a mystery that they think is at this place and they try so hard to like spin their story on to like what this place is (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. which is like why they got to go and investigate all the possible people that died within like a hundred mile radius of wherever (laughs) it is they're investigating guess what there was a woman once who lived here and her name was ruby Which is what Jay finds out. Yeah, this is actually a point when they come back with a U.S. census it, from like 1940 saying, hey, yeah, there was somebody there was Ruby. called Ruby Barnes who lived in Good Springs. So Zach and Aaron are getting nervous about Nick and Billy's safety. No shit. <laughs> no shit. You sent them to this fucking horrifyingly dangerous mine. Yeah, and so they're like, yeah, it's been a while. They haven't come back late. yet. We should probably go check on them. Thankfully, on their way to the mine, they encounter Nick and Billy on their way back. So then they all go back to the saloon. They show Noel the evidence, the, the extremely milk toast evidence that they got in the, the very beginning. The poker footage. And in 
a amazing like stroke of like sanity Zach doesn't tell Noel what the EVP is. Yeah. He's like, tell me what you hear. Yes. Yeah. And Noel does hear whiskey. Uh, And then Noel also corroborates that batteries tend to die in this area. So Mm -hmm. there's that. That's, uh, uh, I guess, as good evidence as they're going to get. Because that's where they end the episode. That's it. And Zach says that he is, Zach takes credit for solving the mystery that he made up. That he did not find any definitive answers for. Like, what mystery? What mystery, Zach? What, tell me what the answer to the mystery was, Zach. Like, there were so many just plot threads here. Yeah. Because you've got the most compelling story, I think, of um, Clark Gable. Yes. And, uh, shoot, Carol, I forget what the last name is. And, like, Clark to- and Carol. Yes, Clark and Carol. And to me, that was the most compelling story. Yeah. Yeah. And then Zach just decides he's going to make up all of this other, like, stuff. And it's like, why? Why, Mm -hmm. dude? Mm -hmm. And he makes up all of this stuff and then doesn't come up with any definitive answers about it. So he created a mystery and then decided that he solved it without actually (laughs) solving it. Because there was nothing there. It's all in Zach Bagan's mind. Yep. The mind of Bagan's. What was your favorite part, Cameron? Well, you saw how excited I was when I realized we were in Good Springs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about uh, you, Max? For me, it was the actual genuine spookiness of the uh, weird human voice okay. in the mineshaft. Okay. I really enjoyed all the bad graphics. I think that was my favorite. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I do got to I do gotta make this note, though. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting how Paul, the guy that got shot for cheating at poker, like, to me, it was interesting, the parallels between that and just the plot of Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, actually. Because for those of you that haven't played the game, the game starts with a package courier who's delivering a platinum chip to Las Vegas. Chip as in uh, poker chip, by the yes, way. Not a chip like a computer chip. To Las Vegas, and he gets shot in the head twice in Good Springs, buried in a shallow grave at the Good Springs Cemetery, which we do see in a shot in this episode. Yes, And indeed. the guy that shoots him is a casino order. Or played, ca- played, casino by Chandler. Order, played by Chandler. Played by Chandler Bing from Friends. from Friends. Yeah, you didn't know this? No. Chandler Bing is in this fucking video oh. game. And he says the no, he what is the quote? Ring a ding ding, baby. Oh, he does no. this he does this nasty like twenties <laughs> gangster impression for the whole thing. Yeah, and he says like, well, the game was rigged from the start. Yeah. And to me, like that parallel, like of this guy getting killed for cheating at poker in Good Springs, like to me that was satisfying. It's time for Tweet Watch. We haven't been here for so long. We haven't. There's a lot. Here's one from four days ago. Something uh, that I agree with Zach wholeheartedly. October is the greatest damn month of the year. Period. It is. It is. So Zach Bagans also bought some Ghostbusters memorabilia for the Haunted Museum. I'm I'm all for that. I want to see him dressed as a Ghostbuster. I do too. Here is Zach quote tweeting someone who says, Zach Bagans, why is it always you send Aaron uh, Goodwin to basements and Billy Tolly to the attic? You never go unless you have one of them with you. And Zach has responded, why you got to point out my flaws? (laughs) I feel like he's been asked this before though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He loves this, this mythology that he's helped create. Here's an image. Zach is holding an issue of Time Magazine that says the science of stress. And he says, first magazine I've bought in years. (laughs) What is that? What does that mean? Apparently he's very stressed. Typically vegetables in a visual sense 
make me experience no emotions upon viewing them. However, when I see the bin of pumpkins at the grocery store, I become extremely excited. And then there's three little jack-o'-lantern emojis. That I agree with that yeah, too. I agree with that too. Yeah. Zach has posted a photo of the iPhone 11 Pro ad. Apple is the most genius effing company ever to exist. Every year we buy all their new iPhones as they slowly release little pieces of their technology they already engineered years ago. Next year, we'll get them all to buy again. Let's just add another camera. What? <laughs> Zach's, on, uh, Zach's figuring out the, the con of capitalism. <laughs> I, I don't think he realizes like just fully the extent of it, though. This is an no. old tweet from September 13th. Breathing trips me out. When you think about each inhale slash exhale, then I start thinking about having to think about remembering to do it. Then it trips me out even more to know it does it automatically. <laughs> sounds like so, you have a panic disorder. Well, I, I was going to say that almost sounds like you were visiting a state where cannabis is legal and got a little bit, little yeah. bit too much. Do you, ever think about, yeah. do you ever think about how you have to think about breathing? <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe I got from that. This investigation is making me anxious. It has affected my crew. I really need to spark up. Sorry, that wasn't in it. It has shown itself on a Polaroid photograph and on night vision X camera in the same identical form. While as terrifying as it may be, it's also extremely compelling. Hashtag ghost adventures. There are so many of these, Cassie. You've uh, been on hiatus. Mm -hmm. It's true, it's true. This case just got serious. Flying the exorcist in. Hashtag ghost adventures. Here he is. Oh, I forgot how they like to think of themselves as like an exorcist they in are. some episodes. They, they're going in to clear those ghosts out, solve the mysteries. And heal all the people there. Yeah. Deliver healing to their souls and their hearts. There was none of that in this episode. No. And like there was such a rich history in this saloon of these like, you know, there's this trauma of this plane crash nearby. And Sorry. you would think they would. Ah. Guess you're still haunted. NBD. I, I will always be haunted by ghost adventures and just the unexplored plot lines they put everywhere. Yep. So this is that quote tweeting someone named Cindy. The difference between Zach Bagans and a ghost hunter is that Zach connects with the spiritual world on a deeper level and searches for answers for this unknown world. And Zach has replied, very well said and true. <laughs> oh, man. Here's an image of Zach wearing what appears to be an old man mask. Of be you. Never something. change for nothing. Yeah. It almost looks like a Joker mask or something like that. Zach that is like... definitely way into the Joker. Like, definitely, oh, yeah. definitely, oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zach went to see that movie on opening night. <clears throat> He's into the Joker. That's our hypothesis. Yeah. We have a new patron. <gasps> Welcome to the family. <laughs> Thank you, Tegan. Thank you, Tegan. If we pronounce your name wrong, send me a letter and I will correct it in the next episode. Yes. Tegan gets the, the Discord server access and also the PDF of eight different bingo cards for you, ghost adventures you can play with your friends at home if you would like to become a patron and support insanely haunted you can do that at patreon.com slash insanely haunted there are multiple levels we don't care which one you subscribe to we think it's great that you're just here listening to us so the, the fact that some of you have decided that you want to support us financially there's just above and beyond heartwarming the coolest thing in my life basically um Thank you, Cameron. Yeah, thanks, Cameron. Oh, yeah. We're glad you could come with us again on this, the return of Insanely Haunted. Yes. A reminder to please support and visit your state and national parks and also honor the treaties. Honor the treaties. Uh, th uh, thanks to our good friend, Leandra. Thanks, thanks for, for the hand. hand. 
And uh, of course, you know, thank you to all of you for coming back again. I know it's been a long time. A lot of Kane Hill videos. Everybody on everybody who's listening to this should follow Kane Hill CC on Twitter. Just the coolest and cutest account on the internet, I think. Thank you. Big thank you to Tracy. Tracy did amazing fan art. Yeah. And you've probably, I think she posted it in the uh, Insanely Big Fans of an Insanely Haunted group. So you've probably already seen it. If you haven't, uh, f- check I, out. I think I posted it. Uh, if you haven't, get in there. Take a look at it. You can also follow Tracy on Twitter. Uh, she is at Lil Urameshi, L-I-L-U-R-A-M-E-S-H-I. Uh, and if you'd like to send us anything in the mail, we do have a P.O. Box. It's, uh, it's P.O. Box 1657. Pullman, Washington, 99163. So send us things. Don't send us perishables. Do not send us food or anything very large. Thank you. Well, it can be large. We'll just get a a little ticket or something. Okay. But no food. Nothing perishable. Please don't do that. But thank you anyway for for thinking of us if you want to send us food. And Halloween is coming and it's October. My power Um, is increasing every day. We hope you all are getting spooky and scary and... Your skeletons are ready. Your skeletons are ready. Apparently, it's a trend with the young kiddos to do the spooky, scary skeletons dance. It's a a complicated dance. Yeah. You can find it on TikTok, apparently, and YouTube. Ah, it's a TikTok thing. Okay. Yeah. Also, one last thing is I started a new podcast with my friend Beth. You should check it out. It's called Fan and Ball. It's about being fans of things and the histories of online fan communities. And it's really cool. We did an episode about uh, Harry Potter fan fiction communities. And we did an episode about the Riverdale fan community. There's a Homestuck episode coming soon. I'm Ooh. looking forward to that. And you can find that on Twitter at Fan and Ball Pod. F-A-N-O-N-B-A-L-L Pod. And that's about it, right? Follow us on Twitter at Haunted Insanely patreon.com slash insanely haunted don't forget to check out all the great podcasts at the scavengers network at scavengers net shows like historical hotties which just did their year-end roundup uh shows like i don't know radio which is full of fun stuff and other shows like that that are all really fun and cool you know it's been a joy to be with you for an hour but that's uh that's it i guess we gotta start traveling that lonesome road out of town and uh like always my name is max i'm cassie and i'm cameron and you just heard a uh, class A EVP. I got spurs that jingle jangle jingle jingle jangle. The Scavengers Network. Creator driven. Community focused. Treasured content. Hello, I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we are the hosts of Journey Under 30. This is a podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. On each episode, we take a look at a career of an individual that has been recognized by Forbes. Sometimes we look at careers that we think were overlooked. Or sometimes we talk about the careers that you may not know about, but you should. And in the end, we discuss what we've learned as well as how we can apply to our own career paths as we make our mark in this world. So join us every other Tuesday on whatever podcatching app you choose, and we'll see you on the Forbes. See ya. Bye-bye now.